You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip. I'm also a pedal pumping content creator and foot model, and you can get links to my work and socials on my website, mimifootnip.com. First of all, I want to thank you for listening to me rant last week. (laughs) On top of all the frustration with these mega platforms, I've just been working myself silly and I kind of hit a wall with exhaustion and stress overload. So I'm regrouping. I'm feeling much better. And from what I hear, the podcast is back on Spotify. So, I mean, that's, that's a happy surprise. I'm glad about that. Thanks for letting me know. I've also been kind of dipping into my creative reserves and I've been drawing and painting a little bit here and there and I've never really talked about my art before on the podcast. I think partly because I'm not sure it's actually relevant to the podcast, but mainly because I just haven't afforded myself the time to really do any art. So recently I picked up my pens and brushes and started fooling around just a little bit for fun. It's It's a good way for me to relax. And it kind of led me to an idea of drawing storyboards for pedal pumping stories. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in today's podcast. I also want to share a listener question and something crazy that happened when I was driving this week. And maybe a quick little update on the Jeep after this break. And we're back. So back to the storyboard idea. Pedal Pumping podcast patron Riker has shared hand-drawn brake failure storyboards with me. And they really left an impression on me. I read one and described it once on the podcast. I think those images and stories have just been percolating in my mind for a long time. And when I started drawing and painting again, the storyboard concept just sort of bubbled up. And... I ran it by my patrons. They were enthusiastic about it, so I decided to give it a try myself, modeling it after Riker's work, which was my inspiration. Thank you, Riker. (laughs) However, I took a shortcut and I bought an app that uses filters to convert photos into drawings or to look like drawings. It's kind of cheating, but you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not claiming that I actually drew the pictures, but I want it to have that kind of a like the look and feel of a drawing. Anyway, I have created a couple of storyboards based on the cranking videos that I'm working on. And one is in the Jeep and the other is in the Volvo. And the stories kind of read like a short comic book for pedal pumping. I think there's maybe like 10 frames. It's been really fun and really interesting. It's it's kind of this new way for me to explore pedal pumping through a new medium and it's really inspiring my creativity. I'm like feeling really motivated to try new things. I'm seriously wanting to buy a second GoPro just so I can get like more angles, especially in the Jeep. I'd really like to be able to get like kind of outside shots or shots, you know, kind of like just kind of zoomed out shots and then close-up shots on the the pedals, different angles, and also picture-in-picture videos. That's something else that I've kind of been exploring a little bit and I'm having fun with. I just, I just think a fresh new perspective really helps kind of like 
keep the content fresh and and interesting and fun for me to create so i i definitely want to thank Riker and all my patrons over on the patreon pedal pumping community i'm super excited to see how this impacts my videos um and while and while i'm talking about the patrons i just want to say thank you to all of them by name tevin matt joe jim Riker, Old Dirty, Michael, DBM, Not a Golfer, MF, Sheldon, and my newest patron, Rayshawn. Thank you so much for joining us, Rayshawn. I've read uh, Rayshawn's, I think I read an email from Rayshawn. I've done customs for him. You know, I feel like when, when you email me your stories and when I do customs for you, it just feels like we have this bond this like intimate connection and i and i feel that that is something that extends to the entire patreon community we interact we share our, our stories we utter you guys leave comments to each other it's just so cool and i i just i love that i just want to say thanks to all of you and if anyone that's interested in joining us that hasn't joined us you can head over to patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast you can also find the link on my website mimifootnip.com you can also send me an email at mimifootnip at gmail.com to say hi to share your pedal pumping experiences or stories or fantasies or uh whatever you want I, my inbox is open i don't always reply oftentimes i'll reply to you on the podcast if you want to remain anonymous or you don't want me to read your email on the podcast then please let me know that otherwise i'm going to assume it's okay uh, although i do try to protect your identity so that people don't necessarily know anyway okay um so the other day i have this crazy story the other day i was driving in my neighborhood i had gone hiking and i was driving home and i was just driving through my neighborhood and it's a lot of stop signs. It's like a, there's kind of a main street with a whole bunch, just a series of stop signs, just one after the other. And it's like sort of a busy downtown, like a lot of pedestrians. I'm driving along and I'm stopping at the stop signs, just, you know, like you do, you stop at the stop sign. I'm driving in the BMW and I'm filming. So I've got, I think I have a GoPro going and I've got my phone in my hand kind of like down, like say at my knee, and I'm filming sort of from the knee down. And I'm just driving like normal. I'm not speeding because it's kind of impossible. Like even if I, you know, hit the gas really hard, I immediately have to slam the brakes at the next stop sign. These The blocks are not like full city blocks. My downtown, I say downtown, but my downtown is like a small town. So it's like, the street so this this downtown street the the streets kind of run parallel to it are the long streets and so the stop signs are every i don't know maybe like maybe five houses i mean they're just like very frequent stop signs all the way until you hit the stoplight so there's really no way you can like gun it or go fast so i'm just like cruising along like normal speed limits like 25 miles an hour there um, it's like almost like you don't even have a chance to get up to 25 miles an hour because you know you're gonna hit the next stop sign so 
I noticed the car behind me is honking and I think, oh, maybe he's like saying hello to somebody. And then at the next stop sign, the guy honks again. He was in a pickup truck. He honks again. And I realized he was honking at me. Like I wasn't going fast enough, but here's the thing. All I was doing was like coming to a stop and going. I guess he expected or thought I should just run the stop signs because they were inconvenient for him. So I wasn't driving slow. I was just driving normal. But you know me. <laughs> oh, I just can't keep my mouth shut. So I put my window down and I yell out the window at him and he's yelling, go, go. And I'm like, go. I mean, I'm, I, you don't go at a stop sign. You stop and then go. So I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So I, I put my window down and I stick my head out the window and I say, it's a fucking stop sign. You like, and he's like, fuck you. I'm like, fuck you. And we're just kind of into it. And then, um, I, and I was just like enraged. I was like, oh God, I, I totally like, you know, if I had a gun right now, I'd probably like shoot at this guy or do something regrettable, you know, like I, and for like a second, I was like, I get why road rage can like just get to people. So of course the whole time I'm filming, um, <laughs> so I, I was kind of chuckling in my head thinking like, oh, this is all going to be on my video which I will post to OnlyFans and Avian Stars. Um, you're gonna have to watch for it. It's a video, I believe it's a video where I'm driving in socks. So if you see the driving in socks video, uh, there might be some swearing and arguing in it. I, I think it's actually queued up for next year. So you won't see this video for a while, um, but it's coming, it's coming out. And I'm gonna play the audio just from this one little segment. And as I listened back to the audio, I realized he, I didn't know this at the time, but I realized he said something like, like, get off your phone. And I think that's so hilarious because I wasn't on my phone. I mean, I was using, I had my phone in my hand because I was filming, but I wasn't looking at my phone. I was driving and I was just making normal stop sign like stops. But I guess this guy thought that I wasn't going fast enough. It was weird. It was like, I feel like maybe he was having a mental break with reality or he was like on speed or some something was going on with this guy because it, his reaction was very strange for somebody that's just like, and, and like there's cars in front of me too. It's like, where am I going to go to? I'm at intersections. Like there's cars going through the intersections. There's pedestrians. It was bizarre. It was super bizarre, but I'm going to play the audio clip for you.
crazy, you guys? Oh my gosh. Anyway, I just wanted to share it with you because I, I should have just said nothing, but of course I have to like scream and yell at him. And then I regretted it. You know, like I tend to do this. I, this is not pedal pumping related, but I was staying at a hotel and I ordered a pizza to be delivered to my room and I ordered it on DoorDash and the, the pizza guy shows up and he gave me like a combination pizza with like sausage and pepperoni and I don't eat meat. So I'm like, excuse me, this isn't my pizza. And he, and it was from the wrong pizza restaurant and he kept, we kept going around. The person that ordered it was like Mimi something else, like some different last name. And I'm like, you know, this is my name. I showed him my app. I showed him my name and what I had ordered in the restaurant. And he was like, he was, was like, he was not going to accept reality that he had made a mistake. And instead of just saying like, oh, like, I'm sorry, let me see what I can do. Or let's call the, let me call the pizza place and see if they still have your pizza or whatever. He kept saying, kept insisting. He's like, I went there and they sent me, they get, this is the pizza or they sent me to the other place. That place is closed, blah, blah, blah. He was just lying, like blatant lying. And I'm standing in the hallway of my hotel and I just like, and I had already handed him like a $10 tip or something. So I'm like, give me my money back. And he gave me the money back and he, I kept thrusting the pizza at him and he didn't want to take it. He just kind of like had his arms up and I was like, fuck you. And I just started like cussing at him. I totally lost my fucking shit in the hotel. And then I felt so embarrassed and was like, why do I react like that? Why, like, what is wrong with me? Why do I <laughs> instantly go to the fuck you? Like, but actually, when I yelled to the guy, it's a fucking stop sign. He said fuck you to me first, so I guess I'm kind of justified. I don't know. I dropped the F-bombs. It's, I'm not proud, but I'm honest about it. Uh, yeah, something, something else to talk to my therapist about. <laughs> Anyway, okay, let's get to the comment or the question today. Um, a, a listener, a viewer, I guess, a YouTube viewer, Comrade Twenty, asked me in the comments, "Who taught you how to drive a stick, and how old were you?" And I thought this was kind of a, a interesting question because I don't, I, I may have mentioned learning to drive a stick on the podcast before, but um, I can't remember. So. And I don't normally take questions from the YouTube channel because there's just so much stuff on, like there are a lot of really sweet, amazing, some of you guys leave me the most beautiful comments on YouTube. I want to like frame them and hang them on the wall. And then some people just leave toxic bullshit on there. And so a lot of times I, I kind of skim through it and I <laughs> just to kind of like ha like have one eye on what the comments are but then I sort of look away quickly because a lot of times yeah anyway so so comrade 20 wants to know about when I learned to drive a stick how old I was I was 15 the very 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 first time I drove a car it was a stick it was my aunt's VW bug it was probably like I don't remember the exact year, but it was from the 1960s, and it was kind of that, like, creamy, not yellow, but not white, sort of like that, a creamy, creamy butter color, um, 
and it was in the 1980s and so you know it was already like a 20 year old car so it felt kind of old at that time and it was only four speeds and I remember shifting it and I did great I didn't stall it or anything but my boyfriend was in the car with me and he was kind of coaching me and I'm trying to remember like why I was even driving it. I think my uncle was like, you know, kind of thinking maybe that I would buy the car from my aunt, from his wife. I don't remember. I really don't remember. I ended up buying a Volkswagen Rabbit that was a little newer. Um, it was a 79. But I remember driving the Bug and I remember thinking like, like, oh, this is like, this is not hard. I. I kind of thought it was going to be hard and then but I only drove it that one time and I didn't really try drive like doing anything really like parking you know like any super just I just drove it around like the neighborhood several times and I think I got it into about maybe third gear was like top so like first second and third gear I never put it in fourth gear and then I really learned how to drive a stick with um, in my boyfriend's car, my high school boyfriend, and I was 15, and he had a Volkswagen Scirocco, a 1980 Scirocco. <laughs> I've mentioned this before, but before I got my driver's license, I he I was the, a passenger in his car. On two occasions, we got pulled over by the police, and I was cited with C, a seatbelt ticket. So, like, I had a driving record before I even had my license. I had two seatbelt tickets and I remember back in the day they they cost 22 bucks for a seatbelt citation in California and you know I mean I was making like four bucks an hour like working at the candy shop so <laughs> it was kind of a big deal to me. <laughs> uh, but anyway I um, learned to drive in that car a lot of memories in that car. Lots of hanky-panky in that car, too. Um, but it was a five-speed, and we went to this high school, not my high school, but, like, another high school in the area, to the parking lot, and just practiced on the weekends and after school. And it, it wasn't hard. I thought driving a stick... Um, was not hard at all it just takes a little bit I found that and I still find this like different clutches are touchy in different ways so like once you kind of get a feeling for how like sensitive the clutch is then it's just you rinse and repeat like driving a stick is just it just takes coordination and you have to you know, feel the engine, feel the RPMs building. And then when it gets to like that tense point, you want to shift. You don't want to wind up the engine too much, but it, you know, you need to wind it up enough so that it, that, I don't know. I like driving a stick. My Honda CRX was a stick. There's something about kind of like the driving experience and feeling like you are kind of integrated with the machine in some way it's like I don't know my 
the speedometer broke in my CRX and I always knew exactly how fast I was going by looking at the tachometer and knowing what gear I was in. And then I could calculate exactly my, like what my speed was. When I, I guess I did, when I first started learning to drive my boyfriend's car, I do remember I stalled it a few times when I was learning, but I learned really quickly. I think, I think in reality, and maybe this isn't true, but I think that there's a lot of like kind of hype and maybe even fear around driving a stick. Like a lot of young people are like, oh my gosh, it's like, I don't know how to drive. It's not hard. It just, you know, it's, it's just coordination, basically. It's just kind of basic, like you're coordinating your hand, like your hand movement with your foot movement and listening for the engine, listening and feeling for the engine. So... I don't know. It wasn't, I don't feel like it was a big dramatic deal. What was a big dramatic deal was learning how to parallel park. So here's a story for you. So this was in my rabbit. I think I just had my learner's permit. I don't think I was actually a licensed driver at this time. And I was at the airport, like just a little local, like general aviation airport. I grew up my my father built airplanes like aerobatic biplane he had an aerobatic bi he had a couple but he built one and then he had another one and um so i grew up in airplanes my whole life and my dad hung out at the airport all the time so i was at the airport at the hangar with my car and my dad and his airport buddies were hanging out there and they were like sitting out like in front of the hangar in chairs and they all had like these brand new, well, not my dad, but like his friends had these brand new trucks, like big trucks. And they had them parked in front of the hangar. And they were, they were like, all right, you need to learn to parallel park. And they parked their trucks. And I had to learn how to park my car in between their trucks with like all these like middle-aged men watching me try to park my car and I didn't know how, and I was alone like it was just me in the car my boyfriend wasn't there my dad was like with his friends kind of watching I guess he had total faith that I would be able to pull it off and you know what I did because there was no way in hell I was gonna crash into one of my dad's friends brand new trucks with like them all sitting there watching as an, you know this audience of of my dad's friends so to me like they were old right like they're my probably younger than I am now but at the time I thought they were all really old and I was so nervous I was so nervous but to this day I am like I can whip my car into any parallel spot like I'm I'm so confident and such a good parallel parker in fact people have even commented like damn girl like you can fit fit that car like anywhere <laughs> and I'm like yeah well when it's like sink or swim do or die like training when I was a kid you know it's like it it was so much pressure I just remember feeling like this intense pressure of like I cannot crash like I cannot scratch up these new trucks <laughs> so that's my uh <laughs> That's my parallel parking story. I know you didn't ask for that. That's just a freebie bonus I'm I'm giving you for just for shits and giggles. But yeah, the um 
the teenage driving stories are a plenty. I've got lots of lots of and, and they don't always involve cars breaking down. Some of them are just funny things with cops, you know, like there are a lot of like brushes with the law, <laughs> scrapes with the law, so to speak, because, you know, teenagers being teenagers, I guess, um, your frontal lobe isn't fully formed until you're about 25. So that's my excuse. My brain wasn't fully developed and did a lot of crazy stuff. So, um, all right. And I also promised a little update on the, the Jeep. So I took my Jeep to get the brakes fixed. And after taking my Jeep apart and having it for two days, the shop called me and said, oh, we can't fix this. We, it's like, I guess it was like out of their pay grade or something. I don't know. They didn't know what to do. I think it's the kind of thing where a lot of these um, mechanic shops just like to hook the car up to a computer and get a diagnostic. And it's like kind of assembly line type thing where the, they're in and out. They don't want to do a bunch of troubleshooting and they're like, we don't even know what parts to order and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, well, why did you sit, tell me to bring my Jeep? Because they they have changed the oil there before and stuff. So it's not like they weren't familiar with my vehicle. But anyway, I'm taking it in tomorrow to another shop that supposedly claims that they work on old cars. And, you know, and so I haven't been driving the Jeep because it needs brakes. And... I uh, I don't want to drive it around without brakes because that's just not safe, nor is it responsible to my fellow uh, drivers out on the road. You know, you don't want you don't want Mimi crashing into you. <laughs> I mean, maybe you do. I don't know, but <laughs> so that's a little Jeep update. Um, I have, however because the Jeep has just been sitting cold and I haven't been driving it for so long, I have some footage of some cranking cold starts and things that I am going to edit together. And I've got some um, Jeep cranking videos that are going to go on the clip store. So be on the lookout for those. I'm really excited to, to put those together and see what you guys think and you can give me your feedback on them. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for another week of pedal pumping fun here on the podcast. Email me. I want to hear from you. Mimifootnip at gmail.com. Um, oh, another thing that I never... I never really talk about or I don't I've only mentioned it maybe once or twice is that on my website there's a button you can press and you can record a message like up to a minute long just like a voice recording like a voice message and I can add it to the podcast so if you want to say hello or um you know whatever you want to say you can leave me a little message saying like a request or a question. You can ask me a question and then I'll answer on the podcast. I don't know. It'd be fun to like have it be kind of this interactive thing. So if you feel so inclined, I invite you to do that. Otherwise, you can just keep emailing me. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. And we'll meet back here again next week and do it all again. Take care.